You are now listening to the Unshakable Health Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hemingway. All right. Oh my gosh, guys. What a blessing to be back here with you. So pumped, so grateful. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind the last couple of weeks. I was in Hawaii, our home, enjoying warmth and <laughs> amazing surf. And my parents, most of all, I had my dad there with his wife, my stepmom, who's been a part of my life since I was either 14 or 15. And she is such a treasure. I love her so much. And I got the chance to spoil her, bring her out to beautiful Hawaii. She was in Utah freezing. And uh, I got to spoil her a little bit, just catered her, take care of her, let her just rest, relax, enjoy the vitamin D and the beautiful sights. And oh my gosh, I so treasure and value that time. As many of you know, she's been struggling with metastatic cancer. She hasn't been doing all that great. She's on chemo. She doesn't have much energy. She's just kind of, she's getting through it. And, and this was really, really a gift. And so I, I just so value that time that we had. Um, sadly, it may be her last uh, going out there, but wow, it was so nice. And she was so grateful. It was so awesome to see her just smiling and uh, at first, it was a little hard for her to have me, you know, kind of take care of her in that way, you know, making her all her meals and kind of just catering to her every need and stuff like that. Uh, um, in my own home where she, you know, she was she was sleeping in my bed, my wife and I's bed, her and my my dad. And and she didn't want to take that from us, but I wanted to give it to her. And it was so amazing. So I'm so grateful for that time. Uh, was such a gift. And I'm just grateful for all of you who are joining me in this amazing journey of health, of wellness, of how to learn to thrive and not simply survive life. And last week, we were thriving all together in Hawaii. It was beautiful. I um, got them back here to Utah where they live. And I'm back as well. <laughs> it's a shocker. It was like minus 15 degrees last night. So going from Hawaii to sub-zero temps was a little bit rough, but uh, as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, I got a coat on. <laughs> I am fully clothed. No more board shorts, which I love to wear so much. I literally have my Uggs on inside the house right now. <laughs> I'm freezing. and um, But I just want to thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you for subscribing because I don't want you to ever miss out. And thank you so much if you drop a review. Rate and drop a review, especially over on Apple because I see those readily. In fact, I'm going to read one that just came in from my most recent podcast, which was with JJ Virgin, which was out of control, just packed with so much just solid information of how we can up-level our health, our lives, live better, longer, and with more energy. And she is the sine qua non of just the professional. She's in the Hall of Fame, actually, for health and wellness. Um, she's incredible. So I hope you've had a chance to check out that episode with JJ Virgin. This um, this review was in response to that from Terry Says, numero uno. Says, this week's podcast was really good. Five stars with JJ Really love all of your podcasts. I learned so much. Well, thank you, Teresa or Teresa. Oh, Teresa is number one. I love it. You are number one, Teresa. I'm just reading the tagline there. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. And if you haven't done it yet, you got to jump on over there to Apple where I see all your reviews. Just click on the star farthest to the right. Right below that is a little box with the pencil coming out the right-hand top and write a quick review. I read every one of them. And actually right now, I am keeping track of all the reviews that come in between now and 
and the release of my book, which is only a couple of weeks away, Preventable, Five Powerful Practices to Avoid Disease and Build Unshakable Health, will be coming out real soon in the next couple of weeks. And all of those that drop their reviews where I can see them over on Apple, I'm entering you to win a free copy of my upcoming book, absolutely free. You may get one if you're one of those lucky chosen. So drop your review today. That will increase your chances of that. Um, and I just read everyone. I love, love, love that. So make sure you drop a review, subscribe. Make sure you share this with someone who may benefit. Today's episode is about a topic I've been thinking about for a whole long time. It's about keto and potential pitfalls, potential negative uh, sides of keto because keto is amazing. I have been on it off and on for about two years, uh, less less on lately, and I'll tell you why. I've kind of switched up my diet a bit, but keto is amazing, and there are a couple of downsides which I just want you to be familiar with. I really don't think it's the diet to be on 365 and forever. I think it's something that can be cycled in and cycled out of. So that's high level, and I'll go into the details why. It's such an amazing diet, but it does have some pitfalls, and many of them are not often shared by the keto community and many of those that are searching, looking, you know, you just see sort of the one-sided keto is everything or the vegan is everything or carnivore is everything. And they all have downsides and they're not for everyone. So I hope you'll get a lot of value and you'll enjoy and love this episode and that you'll be into sharing it with somebody that you know, love, care about, because I love, love, love when you do that. It tickles my heart and it just makes a bigger impact. So drop a review, hit like, comment, share. Um, please, please let me know what you're loving and learning and make sure you subscribe so you never miss out. And if you're excited like I am about my upcoming book, Preventable, Five Powerful Practices to Avoid Disease and Build Unshakable Health, that is only a couple of weeks away. And all those early action takers who have already pre-ordered my book, you are going to get a free course to go along with that. And I will make that available even before the launch of the book. So you're going to actually get access to that course in the coming weeks. And you'll be the first because I love action takers. So hop on over there to thepreventablebook.com or thomashemingway.com. Make sure you grab your copy today. And it's, uh, can't wait. So we'll get into it. Today's episode is on keto. And keto, I wanted to share about because I've actually had amazing benefits with keto. And then I've noticed as I've been on it, uh, I was on it for almost two years and I cycled in and cycled out a little bit, but I was primarily on kind of a ketogenic diet, low carb diet for the better part of the last two years. And I did have to go off of it at times. And actually right now, I don't focus on doing full on keto or low carb all the time. And I'm going to explain why, because I learned a lot of things personally, what uh, effects I had and, you know, lots of positives and a couple of negatives too. So I wanted to kind of get those out there and share them with you because I feel it's important and, and often not talked about. You only hear the positives and there are many, right? Keto is amazing, especially it's been shown to really be helpful in those that have many chronic diseases, especially autoimmune inflammatory diseases, cancer. It's been studied and it's been shown to be effective as well as for intractable seizures. I have family members who have all of those things. One of my son's had intractable seizures when he was younger. He's fortunately not having them anymore. Um, my mother and stepmother, as you know, both have metastatic cancer, and I've tried to help them go in and out of keto. It's been pretty hard for them. It's been really different than <laughs> what they've normally been on dietary-wise, so they haven't been able to do strict, strict keto, but they're certainly watching their carbs, and more than anything now, watching the quality of their food, which I think trumps everything but um, keto has a lot of benefits, especially in those populations. It's been well studied, those with intractable seizures, those with cancer, those with autoimmune conditions and brain 
health conditions, especially Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's, things of the like. Keto has been shown to be especially effective. And I think all of us who have tried keto have noticed a lot of really amazing things like increased energy, increased focus, mental clarity. Um, I can typically get up in the morning and be fired up. I don't have to eat anything. I can do a workout. I can jump on with my, you know, either uh, day with respect to consults or writing or Um, Whatever it is I have to do, jump on a Zoom call, I can do that without having eaten. And I love, love, love that feeling of being energized, awake, alert, mentally sharp. Lots of benefits um, that I've noticed. Um, But there are also a couple of downsides, and and they're not often talked about. So I wanted to mention specifically some of the downsides that I've experienced, and we'll get into why that's the case. And probably the first one I noticed was trouble with my electrolytes. Um, And this has actually been reported in the literature um, because when we are full on keto, we are purposely not eating very much, if any carbs. And when we don't eat any carbs, well, guess what? The glucose doesn't go up significantly. And then the insulin, which goes up in response to glucose, also does not really go up much, which generally is a good thing. But if it's never going up at all, we lose some of the benefits that insulin actually does in the body because insulin does have good benefits. One of the benefits is that it acts upon the kidney to help you preserve electrolytes, things like sodium, things like potassium, calcium, and insulin actually helps you save those so you don't just pee them out and waste them. And so what I personally have experienced is that with full-on keto, and we're talking like less than 50 carbs a day kind of thing, um, I actually had some electrolyte uh, deficiency, sodium, potassium, calcium. I was having to replace them very often with um, specific electrolyte uh, enhanced beverages. And, and I, that's all fine and well. I don't mind replacing them. But it, I, I was actually, even with replacement, still a little bit of a struggle because when you are strict keto, what happens is you don't have that positive effect of insulin on the kidney and you can waste electrolytes, waste sodium, waste potassium, waste calcium, for example. Those are the big three that I notice. Magnesium as well, which many of you know is my favorite, 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 favorite uh, chemical, if you will, the mighty magnesium, not chemical, I should say, mineral, mighty mineral magnesium. I noticed drops in all of those when I was on a strict keto protocol and I was having to not only be really, you know, conscientious about replacing them, but even with replacement was still struggling a little bit. And this is because you lose the effect, the positive effect of insulin on the kidney to sort of spare or save those electrolytes. So electrolyte uh, imbalances and deficiencies are actually fairly common uh, with keto. And that's one of the things that even the keto community will tell you about to make sure that you're checking your electrolytes. If you're on long-term keto, you're replacing them, etc. Um, and part of this will go into my second big thing that I noticed with long-term keto is that I was getting some muscle cramps <laughs> and probably because I had some electric light issues with lower magnesium, lower potassium, lower sodium than I was used to and wasn't able to replace them as easily as I wanted to. So I was having some muscle cramps and I actually When I was like full on keto, I wasn't able to work out in the same way with respect to heavier strength training and conditioning. I I always felt like I had plenty of energy, but what was interesting is if I am honest and I look at my physique during that time where I was strict keto, I actually lost a little bit of muscle mass and I wasn't, I didn't have the same power. I wasn't as strong. I wasn't able to lift as heavy because I was really not feeding myself any carbohydrates or very, very little carbohydrates. And actually, carbohydrates are important for muscle strength, muscle endurance, 
And, and really that power that comes from being able to lift hard, strong, and heavy, you got to have some carbs. We all have heard of glycogen. That's the storage form of glucose. Muscle glycogen is what happens to be powering those muscles in the initial phases of activity, especially when you're doing straight uh, training, resistance training. You really need to have some muscle glycogen. And if you're really never eating any carbs at all. Um, your body can make some carbs through a process called gluconeogenesis, but I found that it's just not as effective at getting those storage forms up in our body. If you're on strict 100% keto, most of us don't have this issue because many of us um, have never been on long-term keto or have never really tried it extensively, and so we do eat plenty of uh, carbohydrates, so this doesn't really affect uh, you per se, but when I was going like full on keto, I did notice this. My power in my strength was not as good. I felt like I was getting too lean, and my muscles were getting smaller. and And I, I have pictures to document this, and I actually did lose weight, which I didn't really want to do because I I haven't been overweight or anything, and I did lose a few pounds. I think about seven or eight pounds when I was on keto, and. Honestly, I, I didn't want to do that. In fact, if anything, I'm, I'm turning 50 next year. Many of you know I'm trying to bulk up a bit, which mostly is with mus muscle mass because that's sort of one of our greatest proactive, protective mechanisms to live long, vibrant, and healthy is to increase our muscle mass. And I found that with strict keto, with limiting my carbs, this was not really um, quite as possible. And so I think one of the long-term disadvantages of keto is that you can lose muscle mass, potentially at least muscle power and strength, because you're not eating any or very little carbohydrates, which is actually important for muscle growth and development and, and to be able to do those sort of hard, fast, you know, strength training, resistance training type things that I found that as we age are even more important. So a potential downside there of keto is with the muscle mass issue. Um, and so some carbs are essential in that way to power your muscles. And so I don't, I don't really do keto. Uh, I certainly don't do it long-term and I cycle in and out of it at times, but I've definitely been leaning towards adding more carbs to my diet, especially the healthy ones. I try to avoid all the ones that come in the big three, right? The bag, the box, or the barcode with any significant ingredients list. I try to do single ingredient foods, which would be carbs such as fruit. I love fruit, honey. Honey is amazing, especially if you can get your local uh, variety that's natural, organic, and has all of the things that you may best benefit from if it's harvested locally. So honey and fruit, those are my primary sources of carbs. Occasionally, I'll have some um, better grains like the uh, minimally processed kind of sprouted grains occasionally. Um, or if I'm traveling, I happen to be in Europe, I might eat some of those grains because they're way better than our, you know, dwarf wheat uh, that we have here that's high in gluten, high in all that stuff that's not so awesome. Highly processed grains I try to avoid, but I do incorporate more carbs into my diet now. And I've noticed that my muscle mass is coming up. I'm bulking up a bit more, which I'm loving. And I'm just feeling better and more energized. So that's one of the downsides. Uh, with keto, there's a good thing, which I think most of us have noticed if we've ever done it, is that we tend to not be as hungry because with keto, you suppress the hunger hormone, which is called ghrelin. And that's actually a good thing if you're trying to lose weight. I find that keto has helped a lot of people lose weight. And the primary mechanism, I think, is through the suppression of ghrelin. Because I know when I was doing full keto for that almost two years, I was really never hungry. Uh, even when mealtime came around, I wasn't really that hungry. And this is partly because when you're doing keto, you suppress that hunger hormone ghrelin. 
uh, which is amazing if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to maintain or even build and maybe even gain a little bit of weight like, like I am currently, it's really hard to do that on full-on keto. And so uh, it's a plus minus if you're looking to lose weight, especially short-term keto, I think is amazing for that because you don't feel as hungry. And I think that's one of the biggest drivers of us to overeat is that hunger, which is never really suppressed if we're eating garbage foods, those processed foods kind of keep the hunger alive for a lot of different mechanisms. One of them specifically is that a lot of these garbage foods tends to have the seed oils, the polyunsaturated fatty acids or the PUFAs, especially the omega-6. And many of those processed foods have that. This is usually in the seed oils like sunflower, safflower, uh, canola oil, corn oil, grapeseed oil, brown rice um, oil, um, I, I think I misspoke, but anyway, the, there's seven or eight of the seed oils, um, soybean, safflower, sunflower, uh, rice bran oil, canola oil, corn oil, anything that really says vegetable oil is a seed oil because they are pressing with high heat, high pressure, just lots of, lots of industrialized chemical processes to extract the oil. They have to deodorize it. They have to bleach it. These oils come out rancid, even though you can't tell because they've been bleached and deodorized. And so when you switch over to olive oil, avocado oil, or coconut oil, which are kind of the only big three that I would recommend, um, all of the others are not awesome because they're super inflammatory, but also because they will spike your hunger. Believe it or not, some of the byproducts of these seed oils are what are uh, called 2-AG and anandamide. And these both go up with seed oils and they activate the hunger receptors via the cannabinoid process. So if you've ever heard of the munchies that happen if you're you know, on cannabinoids, um, in fact, in medicine, we do prescribe a type of cannabinoids related to uh, marijuana because they spike the hunger because we want people to gain weight people that have cancer, cachexia, for example. And so we use this mechanism to try to help them to gain weight. But this is also a mechanism that inadvertently occurs, many of us don't realize, with these highly processed foods that have seed oils in them because via the byproducts of their metabolism, the 2-AG and anandamide, they actually activate the cannabinoid 1 receptor, which spikes your hunger. In fact, they had this amazing, what they thought was an amazing uh, weight loss drug that came out uh, for a brief time, not in the U.S. I don't think it was ever approved, but it had been approved elsewhere, and it blocked this cannabinoid one receptor, and people were losing weight like crazy because they basically weren't hungry. Sadly, um, this didn't really work out so well because it had some side effects that weren't awesome, like increasing suicide, suicidal ideation, depression, and so it it, it thankfully was not uh, approved here in the U.S. because of that suicide risk, which is obviously not awesome. We have plenty of uh, brain health issues going on right now with the uh, last couple of years increasing and all the other things that are going on in the world. And so I, I don't recommend this medication, but it's interesting, the physiology of it, it activates, or I should say, it actually blocks that cannabinoid receptor so that people aren't hungry and so they lose a bunch of weight. And so that's one of the things that um, is not awesome about a processed food diet, especially with any seed oils, because they activate that cannabinoid receptor, making you hungry all the time. And so one good thing, like I mentioned about seed oil, is that, uh, uh, no, that backtrack, no good things I've noticed about seed oil, but one good thing I've noticed about uh, being in ketosis is that your hunger is suppressed. And that's kind of awesome if you're trying to lose weight. Like I said, if you're trying to gain muscle mass or or build uh, muscle or gain a little weight, uh, keto is probably not the way to do it. 
Um, the other thing I notice personally is with sex hormones. Like for me, I'm most interested currently in testosterone, right? I'm trying to build muscle. Testosterone is great for that. It's great for energy, vitality. Um, and my, my levels did drop on keto. And that's, I think, for a couple of different mechanisms. Uh, one is it actually um, increases what's called sex hormone binding globulin. So it makes those sex hormones less available like the testosterone. So the free testosterone drops. Mine actually dropped by several hundred points while I was on keto, which is one of the reasons I decided to go off of keto because I, if anything, want my testosterone levels to go up while I'm building this muscle to prepare myself as I age to have more muscle mass so I can have a better metabolism and just be stronger, uh, more able to do the things that I want to do. And uh, what I've seen with a lot of long-term keto is that the sex hormones tend to decrease, especially in dudes, um, the testosterone, um, because it increases the sex hormone binding globulin and lowers the available testosterone. That's one of the mechanisms there. I've also noticed it can mess with some other hormones. In fact, keto... I think traditionally or, or um, evolutionarily, if you will, has been sort of a survival technique, right? We've had to go long periods of time of fasting. If we were out in the hunter-gatherer days and we couldn't find food, it wasn't readily available. We had to be able to fast, not just for hours like we're trying to do uh, frequently in our society with intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding, but we were having to fast by necessity for sometimes days or weeks. And so in that time, when our body flicks into keto, it was amazing because it was able to utilize stored body fat. But also, this is a stress. This is a stress to the system. In short bouts, it is, is helpful. It's, it's what we would call a hormesis, which is a stressful event. But if it is stressing us out every single day all the time, like prolonged fasting would do, it actually increases our cortisol or stress hormone um, and that negatively impacts our um, reproductive health as well as our hormones such as testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, etc. if we are chronically elevated with our cortisol, which can happen over the long term if you are on a strict keto protocol and you never take a break from it, which is another reason why I also decided to cycle my intermittent fasting. And I am not as hardcore about that. I tried all the techniques, including multiple day fasting, including the OMAD one meal a day approach. And um, I think those work for some short term uh, type goals, but I think long term, it's not awesome for us to be activating this stress response every single day, day in and day out because of the elevation of cortisol. And it also causes some metabolism changes where you start to conserve, right? You're wanting to conserve energy, which if you're in a period of famine, that's a good thing. It's a survival thing that we've been able to you know, preserve in our DNA, if you will, over the millennia. But if you're doing that all the time, it switches your metabolism into this sparing mode where it's trying to hold on aggressively to those calories. And you can actually, if you're trying to gain weight, or excuse me, if you're trying to lose weight, that will stall because you're holding on to the calories more tightly. That's called metabolic adaptation. So the thing that I noticed with respect to hormones is that with long-term keto, they were definitely negatively impacted. And myself personally, with my testosterone going down, my thyroid hormone as well was affected by it. Um, and I've seen many others with similar things that have been on long-term keto. And most that I've interviewed, I've interviewed several, um, you guys have had the benefit in my podcast already, who were strictly keto, some of them even with keto taglines in their Instagram, etc. And they've all kind of cycled back to adding more carbs into their diet, especially if they're women during times of their cycle, they're definitely adding carbs 
um, and not doing a strict keto protocol. And this is one of the reasons that it can negatively impact your hormones if you do it for too long. I really feel like cycling in and out of it is better and not doing it long term. And you just won't necessarily um, <laughs> hear this from the health influencers out there. So really important to keep in, in mind that I really feel like keto does have benefits, especially in the short term. If you're looking for weight loss, there's specific health conditions that have been shown to be positively impacted, like with intractable cancer, uh, excuse me, intractable epilepsy or seizure disorders, as well as some brain health conditions like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, as well as cancer. Keto can be super effective, um, but I really don't think it is for long-term use. For the overwhelming majority of us humans, it's really not for long-term use because you do have some downsides, like I mentioned, the electrolyte issues, what's happening at the level of the kidney because you don't have insulin's positive effect to hold on to those electrolytes that you need, like sodium, potassium, and calcium, for example, magnesium as well. Also, the hormonal potential uh, downsides, which are triggering increases in cortisol, triggering decreases in some of the sex hormones like testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. They also can downregulate thyroid hormone as well. So there's lots of potential negative impacts for long-term keto use. And practically speaking, I found in my own experience, and I was on and off keto for the better part of two years, I noticed that I was starting to get a bunch of muscle cramps, which was related to my electrolyte problems. I was starting to uh, lose some strength because I lost some muscle mass, which at this point in my life is definitely not awesome. I don't want to be losing muscle mass. And I was also, um, I think, over-triggered with respect to cortisol, which part of that I liked because I was always super awake and alert. And I also was never really hungry because of that um, power of ketosis to suppress the hunger hormone ghrelin. But uh, to be able to have uh, that increased cortisol all the time, it really wasn't awesome for the big picture stuff. It wasn't awesome for my other hormones like testosterone, for example, that, that went down as well as the thyroid hormone went down in me. Uh, in my particular case, and, and many that I've worked with that have all pretty much started to cycle back in carbohydrates and cycle in and out of keto at best and not do a long-term keto, which I really think has some downsides. And sadly, it's not really talked about in the keto community. And since I've brought you uh, several keto influencers and I wanted you to have sort of the full picture, and most of them have added back carbs, especially during uh, certain times of the month, as well as just in general, increase their carb intake that they didn't do previously when they're on a strict ketogenic protocol. So this is food for thought. Please message me, comment, like, subscribe, share. Let me know if you have other questions about keto. I'm actually interviewing later today, another keto guy from the Keto Camp podcast. And I can't wait to ask him some of these things about his own personal journey, how they've affected him. I've shared with you mine, and I love to share this stuff with you. If there's things specifically that you want to know about keto or otherwise, please message me on Instagram, Dr. Thomas Hemingway. That's Dr. Thomas Hemingway. Or you can reach out to me on my website, thomashemingway.com. All the platforms I'm out there is either Dr. Thomas Hemingway, Thomas Hemingway, or Doc. Uh, Hemingway. Uh, pretty easy to find. All that will be in the show notes because I'd love to answer your questions. I'd love to get them on. We actually have an amazing group, an amazing community called the Thrive Community with Dr. Thomas, which uh, I do monthly Zoom calls where I answer your questions. I do that personally, and I actually have an upcoming call next week. So it's not too late. If you want to jump into that Thrive Community, you can see the link in the show notes down below. Also, you can find the link on my website, thomashemingway.com. I want you to have access to that because it's a super, super affordable uh, price to participate. You get involved with chats, with lives, with me, just lots of additional content. You'll also be the first to hear about my book. You'll get access to that 
video course that I'm doing. So all kinds of amazing stuff that happens in my Thrive community. If you're not already a member, please consider that. The link will be in the show notes and just know that I'm here for you. I do this because of you and it's one of those things that just peps me up, gets me pumped and it's what gets me out of bed every morning. It's my guy. I just love, love, love doing that. So let me know if you have questions, reach out to me. I would love that so much. Love that. I got on the wrong button there. But uh, I love you guys, and I'm really grateful for you. I just want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing, you subscribing, and for dropping a review. And don't forget that if you drop a review between now and the launch of my book, which is just a few weeks away, you may get a free copy of my book, Preventable, Five Powerful Practices to Avoid Disease and Build Unshakable Health which is coming real, real soon. Make sure you check me out at thomashemingway.com or thepreventablebook.com or DR Thomas Hemingway on all the social media. I would love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, drop a review, please. I read all of those and I am just so grateful for you. So until next time, have an amazing day, beautiful, powerful, thrive. Don't just simply survive life and do that in the best way possible by up-leveling your health. Join us in the Thrive community. Keep on listening, following, subscribing, doing all the things because you'd never want to miss out of any upcoming episodes. So until next time, a big aloha.